This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Neil the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. Oh, 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 oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa. Oh, oh, no! Oh, no. Right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor on the deep phone! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Welcome to episode 36 of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook, and sitting next to me, as always, Eric Hawk and Jake Light. Big news on this episode. We always like to dive in Pacers-related topics. But today we're going to switch it up on you guys, because I feel like we had a huge story breaking today. we got to talk about it, right? Yes. So, as you all have already seen by now... The New York Knicks and the Dallas Mavericks, who played, I believe they played on Wednesday night against each other at the Garden, they have uh, agreed to a trade that will send Kristaps Porzingis, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Dallas in exchange is sending back Wes Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., and DeAndre Jordan. I think there's also a couple first-rounders, or maybe one in there two, as well. Two, yeah, two first-rounders. Um, so... Initial thoughts on that trade because reports came out that Porzingis had talked with management here today, and then literally like an hour later, the trade was made. So what do you guys think about that deal? Both sides, do you like it? Do you dislike it for somebody, or do you think both teams want that deal? I actually think both teams did pretty well. Um, I We talked about Porzingis in a couple of deals uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple of podcasts ago. So um, here's why I like it for Dallas. Obviously, you're getting Chris Hops Porzingis when he's healthy, solid player, uh, one of the better players in the league. He's nicknamed the Unicorn. I mean, he can do a little bit of everything. The downside to Chris Stops is he's he's hurt. Uh, he's never proven to be one of the better players on a playoff team, obviously. Um, he, he's just struggled at times to stay healthy. Um, but it's worth the risk if you're Dallas. I mean, they're always they're st- superstar hunting at all times. And uh, they got a superstar, and they've kind of cornered the market on European players. I mean, I mean, we can laugh about it all we want, but you have Dirk, you have Luca, and now you have Kristaps. I mean, those are some solid name recognition guys. Uh, you also get Tim Hardaway Jr., and um, he's he can you know he can play. I mean, I don't love the contract. It's actually going to be a positive. I'm going to be talking about for the Knicks, but. He can, he can play. He can really play. So Dallas is getting another shooting guard that, that can take over games uh, at points in at different points in the season. Uh, Trey Burke's a solid player. Courtney Lee, that's all contract. I mean, I don't really like the acquisition of Trey Burke and Courtney Lee. But 
you're not getting Kristaps Porzingis without taking those guys on. Mm -hmm. And so, which brings me to my next point, the reason I really like this deal for the Knicks, you're getting two future first-round picks. There's nothing saying right now that Kristaps Porzingis will even be a Dallas Maverick in the next year or two. I mean... If he doesn't, say, if he signs a qualifying offer, he becomes an unrestricted free agent next year, next next year. Yes. Okay, so um, you get the two first round picks. Uh, you get to clear the cap space that Tim Hardaway Jr. I think he's making. He's going to be making like eighteen million a year for the next three years. That's ridiculous. Uh, Courtney Lee, it's like twelve million over the next two. Another ridiculous contract. So you're getting out from those contracts. While you're getting Dennis Smith Jr., he can really play. I think we all like his game. Uh, I'm not saying he's a superstar by any means. You also pick up DeAndre Jordan and Wes Matthews, two guys we probably won't maybe, I don't want to say we won't see him in Nick uniforms, but if they're really looking to tank, they're going to be flipping those guys pretty quickly or buying them out. So, um, But if they are able to turn those guys into any sort of cheap assets, uh, lottery ticket type players that could be really good down the stretch. I really like the deal for New York. I'm probably in the minority on that, but I can definitely see why they are uh, why they are doing what they're doing with Kristaps. They basically use their best trade chip to get out of terrible contracts while at the same time accumulating talent and draft picks. I think that's a good deal for New York. Yeah, I think it's for short term short short term, it's a tough word to say. I mean <laughs> Dallas I think Dallas wins this trade right away. You get Kristaps in the building and, I mean, he's just going to learn from Dirk anything that he doesn't already know. A guy that averaged 22 points before he got injured, I mean, that's always good. The qualifying offer does change things a little bit. But, like all the points you said, the New York Knicks are in a fine spot. I mean, for as good as they can be. Yeah. The Knicks are a joke, laughable of a franchise. I mean, yeah. they're t- always bad. Yeah. In the biggest media market in probably the world, and they're just always terrible. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to watch. I love it as a Pacers fan. But they got two max contracts they can bring in next year. Clay Thompson, Boogie Cousins, Kevin Durant. There's a bunch of guys out there. So it's kind of the perfect summer to do something like this. And, I mean, Kristaps and management in New York never got along, never saw an eye. It seemed like he skipped their meeting last year, the, the end of the year yeah. meeting. That was kind of a big deal. So, I mean, all in all, for both sides, I'd have to agree that it was a, a good trade for both sides, especially, you know, when the summer comes and if they can sign two guys to that max deal like they're trying to do, obviously. And that's all I have to say about that. Chris, what do you think about the deal? I just felt like they kind of made it too quick. It was very quick. It I thought like, that they could have – I don't know if they had previous like it's offers on the table. Night. Wednesday night they just. But I would have at least I would have not wouldn't have taken. I would have been like okay, Dal- Dallas might have said this is the deal. Take it now. Or we're gonna back out. Maybe they did that. But like I would have called around and seen what else some other team would have gave given me, because I feel like they probably could have got better value somewhere those else. Team, those two teams just played each other, right? Yeah, they played Wednesday night, so you know that... You think some, the owners like got together and had like a beer or two and thought this something master had play up? I saw that there was that video of Luca and Chris Topps dabbing each other yeah. up after the game. Like, I don't know. I just feel like they Very acted... interesting. They acted too quick. There's still a week before the trade deadline, so... But at the same time, their goal was to get the max contracts and get Kristaps, I think. Yeah, and somebody... They didn't I mean, care about talent necessarily. Somebody gladly would have taken on those two contracts to get Porzingis. Any, a bunch of other teams. Yeah. 75% maybe NBA they, teams. I mean, maybe they re-signed DeAndre Jordan with one of those max contracts. Maybe that's kind of their plan. I don't know. I, I don't... Not I mean, terrible. I, yeah, it's not... You could do worse than DeAndre, but I, I think for the Knicks, getting those two first-round picks, we don't know how far into the future those two first-round picks are. 
If I if I were running the Knicks, I would think that I would try to be targeting maybe like 2021, 2022, something like that, 2023, just because you don't know. Chris Tops could have another terrible injury. He might not resign with Dallas. If he doesn't resign with Dallas, you're basically hoping to God and praying that Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luka are running that franchise in <laughs> Dallas. I mean, that doesn't say in the West, that does not sound like a great proposition. Um, now, they are... This actually sets up well with Dallas, so I'm kind of talking my way into Dallas because they're already they're not tanking, but at the same time they're going to get a pretty decent draft pick. Kristaps uh, probably won't be back for another couple months, so he's not going to raise their stock any in the short term. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is already used to tanking every single game with the Knicks, so I mean maybe it's not maybe it's not a terrible deal. I just think both teams. I can see why both teams did it, and I think sometimes it's rare to see as clearly. Um, the motives of both teams, and uh, I think I like it. I like the, the deal. Mavericks currently are twenty three and twenty seven with the twelfth seed, and they are looks and like five games back of the playoffs, so they probably won't make the playoffs. Yeah. Is, yeah, if he plays this year, it's going to be late. Yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't even late. play him. No, you don't play him. That's exactly what you don't. You don't play him, and you probably I maybe you do flip Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not, surely they don't think he's like some superstar, you know, a piece. I mean, he's he just, seems like a Mark Cuban guy for uh, some reason. I guess he's not foreign, so that doesn't make sense. That's true, but he <laughs> he seems like he's always got a shooter on his team, and maybe he's I'm got just, the pedigree. Maybe yeah. I'm just a little bit bitter because we were saying, you know, we need to come up with a couple trade trade options, and I had you know the Knicks trading, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. to us, and now it's all foobard, so. Okay. A little well, tough. Maybe we can get him from Dallas. We'll see. On to more depressing matters. Uh, the what our podcast is specifically about the Indiana Pacers. I just hate talking about it right now. They are on a three-game losing streak, and as we are recording this here in an hour, they're going to be playing the Orlando Magic. So hopefully, by the time you hear this this morning, uh, they are not on a four-game losing streak because that would be uh, extremely awful. Uh, but they've lost uh, since the Toronto win. They've lost at Memphis against the Golden State Warriors and at the Wizards the other night. So pretty much wrapping those up, the Memphis Grizzlies game was an absolute snooze fest. I don't know if you guys watched the entire game, but it was so boring to watch. On a Saturday night, I was, everybody I was drunk in Indy, so I didn't yeah, see that Yeah, it snowed in. It was, uh, it was just absolute. It was rough. It was boring. Yeah. Most boring game of the year. Uh, the Golden State Warriors game, I don't even count that game as a real game. Uh, that's ridiculous to watch. That's an exhibition game. That's, Curry just got hot, and it was. A, I remember it was like sixteen, sixteen at one point. That's we were like pretty good about ourselves. Yeah. Curry goes on a ten zero run by himself. That's it. That's like the uh, Globetrotters playing against the uh, Generals. Is that the team they play? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> that's what that is. So I don't even count that as a loss. So really, they're on a two game losing streak. And then the Wizards. That loss was just terrible. <laughs> Jeff Green just went nuts. <laughs> that's on you guys. The Bron two Jeff Green. Uh, Gave him the nickname Jeff James because he was on fire. <laughs> Sam Decker was like white chocolate out there. I mean, he just looked like a stud. <laughs> he did not look like a guy that's been on like 18 teams already. And then Jordan McRae was pissing me the hell off. Yes, that guy. Dude. Every time, I just feel like every time he did something, he, it just was, oh. I'm the fall away 15-footer going out of bounds, kind of falling back out of bounds. I mean, just went right in. I think it was over Doug McDermott. And I think after that point, I just texted the group chat and was like, what the hell is going on? I didn't even spell McCray's name right because I literally didn't even know he existed. <laughs> I don't even, I don't, I didn't yeah, know anything about this McCray guy. And apparently he's the second coming of 
Michael Jordan or something. I don't know. The guy was pissing me off. Jeff Green, like, literally could miss. Um, so, yeah, three losses. Those were bad. You guys depressed? Yeah. Uh, basketball's just not as fun right now for me, especially after those this, this little losing streak we're on. I think we can beat Orlando. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> you know, for God's sakes, hopefully. But my thing is we got 32 wins, right? 32, yeah. 33, something like that. Yeah, 32 wins. 32 and 18. <laughs> 30, yeah. And uh, I would I said 42 will get you in the playoffs. You're right above that 500 mark. Usually they seven eights. usually right around 500. So do we think this team can get 10 wins before the end of the season? This I think team it's, is you, making the playoffs. Absolutely, right? This team will make the playoffs. But if we lose to the Magic and we've lost four in a row. This team will make the playoffs. I will be, I'm just I saying. bet on it. I will bet on it. Is it's not a, looking good. I mean, who on our team can tonight? score? Is it a must-win tonight? I feel like it is. It kind of is, honestly. Morality, fan morality. Morale, all, Twitter, they're going to make a moves if we Pacers, go. Pacers Twitter is just like, imploding. They, th- I mean, we already should have imploded already. We lost our best player. The season's over, but they're imploding. The sky's falling. We knew this was going to happen. We weren't going to be very good. Uh, Without a guy like Victor, we, the ball just doesn't seem to move enough. You we have, don't have that five quick guys. Guy you have five guys out there who are, are good. spot up guys. Yeah, or none of make, them can, They can't make a play. Darren Collison isn't a guy that's going to drive to the basket, and he's not going to make guys scared that he's going to attack the basket. Uh, you know, leaving open opportunities out there for other guys. Uh, like How long does the Sumner experience continue? I mean, yeah. we all you you don't like him. I thought he's played well. He's played hard. He's played good D, but I mean, he is defensively. Everything. Yeah, his shots. I think he's nervous. His first two games. <laughs> I think he's nervous. His he's first definitely two nervous. Games, he, he, had had play, he had to play Clay Thompson. Then he had to play against Bradley Beal. I'm just saying he hasn't looked great. I mean, no, he hasn't looked great, but. I wouldn't give I'm up not, on him I'm, just I would yet. never give games. up on it's a guy two after games. two games. Two I'm just games. saying. Like, he's our starting player right he's now. Not he's start, not starting. He's not starting against the Magic. He's coming off the bench. But defensively, I do like I do like his effort. Way better defensively than Tyreek Evans. Yeah. And what about it's Leaf? we got to talk about Leaf a little bit. TJ Leaf. He's the I mean, shining spot of the team now. He's, Is he a trade asset? I don't, I wouldn't go sure that far. Well, I saw I saw people fear. comparing him to Ke- Kevin Love last night on Twitter. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> that's the ceiling. What are we doing? That's the ceiling. I mean, that's a pretty good my ceiling. favorite <laughs> my favorite thing that TJ Leaf does when he dunks it, he'll just leave like that one he arm like in the little, air. Like yeah. for two it's seconds. just like he dunks it and then he leaves that arm up just like, like hey guys, I dunked. <laughs> yeah, like it just is so finesse. I will say he's athletic as hell. I guess that's you, you cannot convince see. me though. There, there's a reason we've started playing him, and of course, Victor, I, Victor got hurt or whatever. But he's audition. We're auditioning him. For I would. Trade he's deadline. doing a good job so far. We, I mean, <laughs> I, the bell I, of the ball right now. And I, I think you know, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that we're not trying to trade Tyreek right now. I mean, he was in a car accident, I believe. I think that's what they were talking about on F, uh, yes. Fox Sports Midwest, but. We're holding him out so he can't get hurt. It seems like we might be trying to trade Tyreek. Now we're also trying to show everybody what TJ Leaf can do. And Tyreek's brother was on Twitter talking shit about how the Pacers are using him. Really? What yeah. did he say specifically? I can't remember exactly. He's been but injured. He's missed practice. He pretty like, much he just could, said the Pacers he was aren't, coming off the bench. The Pacers aren't using him correctly, and then he was mad. I think in that Memphis game, he sat the whole fourth quarter. How about you play some defense? Yeah. How I much mean, you try to make it a Should we try to get too? Tyreek's brother on the podcast? I would love that. I would love nothing more than <laughs> if that. If you're listening, Brother Evans, we'd love to have you. Brother Evans. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Orlando Magic, knock on wood, we win this game. Uh, Miami, playing Miami Saturday night. <laughs> 
Friday night in Miami. That's not good. <laughs> uh, that's that's a loss. Yeah. Hopefully the boys have a good time. And then they lose. play in New Orleans Monday. So you go that's, from Miami to New Orleans. That's you're having enough. a blast. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have a good time at least. And then come back and play the Lakers on Tuesday. With hopefully, LeBron. Hopefully LeBron's not back then. My God, the Lakers suck. Yeah, the Lakers are atrocious. And I got an all-time potential... LeBron James rant later. That's a oh, association. I, I can't him. wait. <laughs> He's just um, really pissing me off right now. Yeah. Everything LeBron is really pissing me off. So we play the Pelicans and the Lakers back to back. So my question is: Is that a foreshadowing of a three-way deal before the trade deadline? Love it. I mean, that's all I feel like Jake sent us. It's just Pelicans, <laughs> Lakers, and like the I Pacers trades coming in. I mean, apparently there was a report yesterday that Dell Demps just isn't answering calls right now. He's like, he oh, apparently he answered. Yeah, apparently he's going to say today. these. All these reports are just. They're just, just conflicting. Everything's just crazy right now. The funniest part. I hate it. The, the thing is, is I don't get too wrapped up in reports. The, the people said literally minutes before the Mavericks slid in and got the trade that they listed like five teams Porzingis was what interested in. The Mavericks weren't on. Yeah, it. this is just the Pacers when they traded Paul George to the Thunder. No discussions about the Thunder. They came out of the door. And it's always a team that you're not expecting. That's why I don't think if Anthony Davis gets traded, he's going to the Lakers or the Celtics. We have a light. We are the light that sparks, you know, the resurgence of good actual media. It's yeah. our job. Because every time I can't watch TV right now. Well, the funny because everything just coming out of everyone's mouth is just shit. No one. And knows the worst what part is about. a big it's name, so a big name player. Every time they go on the Lakers, they oh, go on the always. Lakers. Going and that's the Lakers. part of the, the LeBron. Relation. The Lakers, yeah. Well, they, yeah. It's been like that before LeBron. The Lakers haven't done shit in like six or seven years. Yeah. Like ever since they just let Kobe just ride off with a shit ton of money. I mean, well, the Clippers over the la- so since the last Lakers title. The Clippers have been a more relevant franchise. relevant franchise. Yes. Okay. Listen. They've so, had great players. I, yeah, I deleted all these trades, but and I'm not going in. Don't go in. Go into trade. Oh, give me a sec. Just give me one. <laughs> Let him do his trades. His trades. <laughs> I love the trades, and it will be a segment later. But just and I'm not going to tell you who's going where. Uh, Lakers would be getting Anthony Davis. That's all you need to know. The Pacers would only be giving up Tyreek Evans, T.J. Leaf, first round pick. I don't know, man. Leaf's looking pretty good. I know. That's why we're who going. are we getting in return? We're getting Josh Hart, who promising young I guy. Like Josh Hart. Uh, he plays hard. Josh Hart's uh, good. He's nothing sexy. Alfred Payton, yeah, okay. a one-year deal. He's making about three million, so that opens it up. We now we can trade Collison or, or God forbid, Corey Joseph, and then of course Lance Stevenson. So you're you're trading Tyreek, T.J. Leaf, and a first-round pick. You're getting Josh Hart, Alfred Payton, Lance Stevenson. Cool. I'm, I mean, it's it's something, and I know the fans will love having Lance back, but at this point, I'm over Lance. I mean, he's had two I know, yeah, here. you have been saying that. I, I mean, I love Lance. I, I want love you to do a, I, 95% of Pacers, including me, I didn't think of it the way you thought of it before, so I can see where you're coming from. But yes. you could say 95% of the people who listen to our show Absolutely are Lance. Lance. I'm Stevenson one of those people who yes. don't Lance. like Lance. But I, I want, want you to plead your back. case why. Go into details why you would want to I forget all of my major points. You put me on the spot. But one of them specifically was he didn't want to be here twice. I mean, he took less money in Charlotte after taxes. Second time was partially <laughs> on the Pacers. Partially, but he declined our offer yeah. from everything we've heard and everything we've known. And he felt a little slighted, which I understand. Yeah. It's like it's it's a business both ways. But it, I don't know, man. I, just, I would moment. love to have him back, but we don't have like a horse for Lance to lie on. Like, Lance can't be crazy when we're losing by 20 points. It doesn't work like that. You're like, you need a guy like Paul or Vic, a competitive this team is, for this Lance. Is my, this is my thought. If you got Lance, you play Lance in home games, 
and you play Doug McDermott in away games. <laughs> Doug McDermott oh. shoots better on the road. Yeah. Play him in away games. And then Lance can play at home. That's where he plays best. You can't play Lance in away games. He's not as good. Yes. Play him at home. He's got the crowd behind him. He gets everybody energized. That's my only thought on it. So I was just saying, as a fan, I don't want to idolize a guy that didn't want to be here twice. And that was my only thing. Like I love Lance. I love what he does. He's a great guy. Everything we know about Lance, he's awesome. I just don't think, as a fan, I'm not going to sit here and... You know, whack off Lance Stevenson because he didn't want to be here twice and just to tell it's like getting dumped. Yeah, it's kind of like getting dumped twice and then going back again. It's like getting dunked on and then just like dapping up with the guy who dunked on you. Like yeah. it's just not something I'm gonna do. Okay, but hey, I I would like to have Lance back on if we were healthy and competitive. I'd say, but I don't think it'd work for this team right now. Right. Okay. Um, in other Pacers related news, there was a video that came out. Chris Denary did the floss at a local school event. What's um, cool? What's that? I don't know. But they were extremely blessed to see yeah, that exactly. person. Lucky so, kids. Uh, where would you rank his dance moves, you know, with the all-time greats? you got Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, who else Brown. is a good dancer? Breezy. Yeah. I, they, he's got allegations. We won't count yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to be So does Michael Jackson. R. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Subway guy was a pretty good dancer, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, Chris Denary dance moves. What, do you, what did you think of them? If we're being from a pure, just looking speculation point, it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like he was, he couldn't stop looking. He's got oily hips. It was great. He's I mean, the guy just hips. moved. He was so free in it. He he definitely done the floss before. I wonder if he plays Fortnite. I mean, we have to ask him. I'd love to drop in with Chris. The way Lee. his hips, his hips weren't lying. It's, I mean, it kind hips. of felt like the, I've been to the I've been to the ocean a couple times, yeah. and those waves they're mesmerizing. Yeah. It reminded me of that day when yeah. I was on the beach when I saw and the just ocean. Seen it go just away. see everything moving just so freely, yeah. and just it was beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, liked it. We need more dancing Denari content. And yeah. I will say, I sent him a Facebook message. <laughs> Should I read it on, yes. on the air? Yeah, read it. On so the air. I sent Denari a Facebook message, and I said. Uh, Video last night of you doing the floss was exactly what Pacers fans needed for a pick me up. <laughs> Hilarious. He says back, I aim to please. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. <laughs> so, yeah, what a great person. I love Kristen Aaron. Uh, he had to he had to know that, that was going and on. I will say I, I feel like if we lose like seven or eight games in a row, which we'll have that. We'll have Denary. He'll <laughs> just he'll be right there. He'll have the same vote voice tone. Like just listening to Nary with everything else, like Blocked out of your mind, you think everything was going great, and that's and that's what we need. We need stability right now more than ever. <laughs> My favorite part, and this is totally off topic, but since we're talking about Denarius, Quinn Buckner, whatever <laughs> his favorite thing to say on defense is, if he makes it, he makes it. Good defense. You've heard him say that, I assume. <laughs> the other night during the Wizards game, it was somebody. I think it was Jeff Green. He was like, "Oh, you gotta let him take that shot." Like Jeff Green was dribbling it ridiculously, and he just threw up a shot. He's like, "Oh, you gotta let him take that shot," and then Jeff Green just switched. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I just started dying laughing. Yeah. Oh, you got to let him take that shot. And that's not the first time that's happened. Quinn Buckner, he could be a jinx, to be you honest. You think so? Could be. Do, we do not want to get that started on this podcast. <laughs> we might have to do some further research to confirm that, but I'm not I mean, afraid. He is on the IU board of like trustees or something. Yeah. He could yeah. be a jinx. Yeah, I'm not afraid to at least... Put a feeler out there that he could be a jinx. I, I, um, I don't even know anything about it, and I already believe it, so you've <laughs> convinced me. Uh, bonus question for you guys, keeping it with the FS Indiana crew. 
I think it was Hawk. You posted a video of Eddie Gill, of Eddie Gill, former Pacers point guard, on the podcast, and he's also on the FS Indiana crew. We didn't follow Eddie, which I thought was surprising. Right. Go follow him. So, sorry, oh, Eddie, but I, we follow you now. So uh, he took half court shots to show Steph Curry or something. I can't remember. What yeah, it was. just with the range that he has. <laughs> and you took a video and you said, "How many takes? How many takes?" Uh, Eddie Gill didn't reply back. But yeah, how he many, didn't. He was scared. How sure. many takes do you think it took him to make that half-court shot? I'm thinking... <laughs> I'll say it took... I think he was around 10. Oh, okay. I was going to say... I was going to say... I was gonna, 10. I was going to say 4. Okay. 4? You said somebody said first... Somebody responded first yeah. try, but they had no idea, obviously. Yeah. It's <laughs> not like they were there for the recording. <laughs> I'd say he got it in under 10. Like, that's reasonable. If you gave me ten half court shots oh right now, my God. I guarantee I'd make, it. I'd make one. I guarantee it. I didn't play in the NBA, so he, I think he was around eight or nine. He probably made it on the eight. <laughs> <And then he's, laughs> if I had to guess, like, what's your guess? You just broke it down. I'm saying, I'm saying, saying four. You know what we do here? I'm saying four. Same four. I'm That's, sticking with four. No, I'm saying over ten. So like the first three he shot like serious, and this fourth was kind of like oh, I'm gonna be here a while. And he yeah. made it, and he was a little surprised. You thought it was right at ten? I was gonna say right at ten. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's see. I think at least it's at least they didn't have to end up getting to the point where he took so many shots that they ended up taking a second <laughs> shot. That's the main. Those zoom, are always the best. The zoomed in goal. See him just chuck it, and it's like a clear break in the pan, and then it's just a. They did that early in the year with Pat Boylan. <laughs> did yes, they? they did. Pat Boylan took a three, and they cut to the <laughs> shot. Just like, can't wait to ask him about that. You can't, do, you can't do Pat like that. Sorry, Pat, but that was pretty funny. All right. Next up. Okay. Got a lot of t- intro topics today. <laughs> Jake is currently kissing his mic. I asked you guys, and I don't know if you followed up, to rank, keeping it with FS Indiana. Rank the commercials. Rank right? your top three FS Fox Sports Indiana commercials right now. Not over the years, just that are on TV right now. Maybe over the years you can include Are we going one at a time? Uh, what do you like better when we all I say I think we should list? just go. I mean, I feel like we're all going to have the same ones. I like the Miles Turner backpack one. Got I it. think it's good. Nice community oriented. You okay. know, you get the nice that's you know, idea of members credit. That's three for me. Chuckling fat guy for me. Ah, Chuckling fat guy as my three. You don't even know what it's called. Well, I don't know what any of them are called. I know, I know my number it's one. It's a temples guy. He was talking about it's a financial thing, right? He's talking it's about Indiana how they saved credit money. Union, I'm pretty Is sure. it? Yeah. I thought it was like some financial. He, he went saved to, money to go he to saved his wife. Okay, Charles, right? I'm right. just gonna say we that, did everything. That was my number one. Uh, that's your number one. Oh yeah, that's my favorite. Okay, that's my number three. But no, you can take that from me. Uh, so yeah, I mean the smile, you got the laugh. We've even turned that into a gif now on Twitter. Uh, he went and seen temples. His kid got married in Japan. He said, "Keeper." I mean, it's a great commercial. It's yeah. been on for years. It really has, and it just keeps going. So, is that it? That's uh, my turn again. I I'm gonna say my third one. Okay. This one you guys probably don't see as much as I'm gonna say the IUPUI commercial. Have you seen the IUPUI with like the, the, the like the weird? They're like dancing. And it's got yes, the song. It's like but quick. the reason why it's my favorite is because you're gonna have to pay attention to it next time you watch it. The professor that's in the IUPUI commercial. I think he's wearing a wig. I think he's wearing a black wig. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's wearing... I'll find that out now. I think he's wearing a black wig. I don't know for sure, but I would love to see the guy in person and pull his hair. I think he's wearing a wig, so next time you watch it, I think his name's Professor Rohan in the commercials. So when you see him, when you see that commercial, even you listeners out there, if, he's wore, if you think he's wearing a wig, please let me know. Okay, my next one's going to be... 
the home loan expert, Ryan Kelly. Oh, God. Quick, that's, sweet. That's it's one. always quick and sweet. It's like less than 15 seconds, and I like his voice. He's got this nice, you know, manly voice, and it's a quick and to the point, and if I ever need, you know, a home loan expert, I'm going right to Ryan Kelly. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Estes Boys for me, number two. Oh, oh, my God, you are a son of a bitch. Listen, number two, <laughs> Estes Boys, and it's quite it, – it, they they're talking – and they're trying to make it look like this is a conversation that they would have. But listen, my favorite part of this is when they're talking. They're not, like, facing each other. They're facing – their shoulders are parallel to the camera. And they're just, like, craning their head to talk to each other. I hate it. And That's what happens when you just, get guys that have never acted just, acting. And you just know – that all car dealerships try to rail you. Like, they, I mean, they should. I mean, that's, that's their, their job. job. Right. It's, it's their job. You. Yeah, it's just to rail you from behind. And I just, you know that they're trying to rail you. Yes. And then they're trying, now they're going out of their way. Well, you know, we treat our customers the right way. You know, we're always going to make sure you have the cheapest, you know, because mm-hmm. we do up to the minute. Well, you tell me up to the minute, all of a sudden all I have to do is hit refresh again. The price jumps right back up. So, I'm calling bullshit on those guys, but that, they're definitely my number two. But. You're calling bullshit on these guys like a rail you, but it's your second favorite <laughs> oh, yeah. commercial. So, uh, no, 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 no. Advertising is working. No, yeah, well, right. I'm <laughs> chuckling at it. It's my favorite one to chuckle yeah, at. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I, that was my number two. Bill Estes yeah. and his boy having the fake conversation. They just wrote it. They're Thank t- you. Terrible acting. The acting is just... Future. The old man, he you shakes would think the goblin. As, for, as for car salesmen, you know, they would at least have a little more better acting skills. I don't know. It's it's terrible, but I love it. I laugh every time it's on. Just because I know they're just crocs of shit. Um, just, yeah. And I even I even tried today on Twitter, I tried to make my play getting Bill Estes to uh, <laughs> advertise on the podcast. <laughs> Um, so we, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Shoot or shoot, dude. Um, shoot. If we all after they have... hear the the railing comments, they might not, <laughs> they might not be inclined. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, shout out Bill Estes, Chevrolet. Uh, yeah, you, you my Go, boy Estes. Get your fifteen hundred. We all don't have the same number one. We no, the, I've, the, those were my three. You took two of them. What? I mean, you guys are gonna say Connecticut. hundred percent. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go with the Mister Quick. Okay, you, you got <laughs> to get the most annoying one. Mr. Quick is so annoying. I cannot. And now they have him come in during the game. Can he you guys comes do in the on jingle? The Call, Call Mr. Mr. Quick. Dial on the spell word. Go online. Is it online or on time? On, time. on time. Yeah. Yeah. You could get those mixed up. Yeah, Connecticut, yeah. my number one. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a good pick. Something Value. about seeing those Denary dogs. I mean, they just have so much love in their eyes. They're sitting there, they're obedient, and then you get Daenerys sipping the sipping the drink, giving us all kinds of content and just housewives around America. That's the only reason they watch the games. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason why wives watch the games. So, so trappy. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Daenerys on the problem. <laughs> all right. Wrapping that up. Nice you got anything to say about the commercial? Fun topics. I mean, that, that, there's not much you can say about the generic commercial. We cover it every time. I will say it's a little longer than I like. Yeah. That's my only complaint. Yeah, yeah. We do have a meme about it, so. Yeah. Yes. All right, now, episode 36. This is the official trivia portion of the podcast. Yikes. I am going to ask you a trivia question, and you guys are going to give me to your best ability. What the answer is? Pretty self This could take twenty to thirty minutes. Um, I'm gonna let it go for a little bit, just let you throw out some names, and then I'll get more specific. Okay, cool. Ready to go? I, are we? We're tag teaming this, right? Yes. Okay. Me, the question's the same question. Yeah, you might want to. Yeah. So this is episode thirty-six. There are three active players in the NBA who are currently the age of thirty-six. What the hell is LeBron? 
I want you to name them. See, 35, 36. He's got to be 32, 33, right? Okay. We, yeah, we are not looking this he's up. He's a little quick. younger. So, just FYI, I started shouting like Vince Carter, Dirk. Is Dirk 36? No. No, he's like 40. Okay, I didn't know. But uh, we started shouting these names. Just like <coughs> the old guys, they have to be 36. They have to be 36 on the dot. On the dot. Andre Godala. No. Tony Parker. There's one. Okay. Good okay. Sh- good yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. He uh, looked it up. No, I swear to God, I didn't. Sean Livingston? No. Who's he? Uh, he's he's, he's like drafting like 04, 30. but he came out of high school. Zaza Pachulia. No. Oh! You're on the right path there, I think. I, mean, I think you got to think smaller smaller guards. Yeah. Chris Paul? Chris no. Paul. Just guys that have been around for Chris a while. Paul's, you just, you just said i got to think smaller young guys. Guys older than Chris guys, Paul, probably. And oh, I just get, you just oh said, uh, Jamal Crawford. You you literally just said we got to think of smaller guys, and I did that. <laughs> that should have been your first clue. So right big, there. it's big guys. There you go. It's big guys. Two guys left. <laughs> <It's> big guys. <laughs> what is this? Estes and his boy coming after us. Big guys. I'm uh, trying to think of a good frame of reference. So we got who? Who did we say? Tony Parker's 36. Tony Parker's 36. So somebody else that's Tony Parker's age. Yeah. Been in the league for a while. <laughs> a long while. Is okay. it Mono? Are they the same age? Mono's not in the he league retired, anymore. He? He's like 40. I'm trying to say uh, Tyson Chandler. There's two. Okay. Okay, we got one more. Um, I'm trying to think of old guys who. Moved. Is it another big? I already said yes. Zaza, right? Yeah, you do. Oh boy, it's another Quincy AC. No, if I give you the team, it'll probably. Give no, away. don't give don't me give the it, team. Don't give don't. him the team. We're doing a lot better than I thought. Yeah, we, we got two. What about uh? Can you give us? Uh, I don't want him. Taj Gibson. No. Uh, I, yeah. I Taj is probably older. He's drafting yeah, like no, he's, The guy's probably older. We're talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big guy, man. I was literally... Oh, uh, Joakim Noah? No. That's not a terror. Corey Brewer. Oh, no, you said it was a big guy. Sorry. Um, drafted before 2007. I believe he was drafted in 02. Dwayne Wade? No, no that's, he's that's 03. Oh, boy. Give me a second. So after Dwayne Wade, was he ever an all-star? I don't think so. Maybe player. if he was, it was one year, but I don't think he has been. He's just an average guy, man. Yeah. He's just stuck I him. thought Quincy Acey was going to be. He's been on multiple teams? Oh, yeah. First team he started to play playing with was the uh, Denver Nuggets. That doesn't really help at all, does it? Because the Nuggets were just like. It wouldn't be Mellow. Mello- no. It's, it's I was league. trying to think of guys in the Mellow deal. Is, he, is it like a. What's this? What's that one point guard? Wait a had? second, Nene. There you go. Let's Nene. go. Let's go. I think you got them all. <laughs> Nene um, was number three. Tyson Chandler, Tony Parker. How long did that take? I feel like we were just decent. Yeah. It was a few minutes. It's all right. Good listening. Yeah. Bonus question. Oh no. Oh, no. How many active players in the NBA are currently the age thirty-five and over? So. 35 and over, how many active players are We just named three that were 36. Vince Carter's older. Seven. I'm saying it's more than seven. I bet it's like I bet it's like 12. You're close. Oh, really? More or less than 12? More. Whoa. I'm close. It's like 14. 14. <laughs> so, what I said times two. Vince Carter, Dirk Nowitzki, yeah, Jamal Crawford. Crawford. Pau Gasol, Udonis Haslam, Dwayne Wade. Haslam still playing? 38. He's a he hasn't player. really been playing oh, for like oh seven years. Uh, Calvarone. <laughs> what? Kyle Korver. Uh, there forever. Three you still Miami? Yeah. And then Jesus. Iguodala, Channing Frye, and Devin Harris. Yeah. Udonis Haslam gets his jersey retired, right? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, if, gonna, what's his I, name? Nick Collison. Nick Collison did. I don't see why not. That is honestly embarrassing. He averaged four more I mean, points a, a fan, game than me. As a fan, he's like one of those. He was like the first guy they drafted, right? It'd be like the That's Pacers. Wild. You're done, Jeff like Foster. The, yeah, it'd be like the Pacers retiring Jeff Foster. I, I feel like Jeff it. Foster was. I would hate it. Jeff Foster is way better than Nick Collison ever thought about being. Uh, look at the have stats. You looked, have you looked at I'll, Jeff Foster's stats? Yeah, I'm wasting time right now. But I, I've looked them up, but listen, they're terrible. I guarantee you, he averages more. Like his career points again. are like two. I, I didn't say points, rebounds. While well, you guys right. do this, I'm gonna go take a piss. What am I right, looking for, Jeffy? Fa- Jeffrey? Jeffrey? Jeffrey Lawrence Foster. What's All right, the- we'll do his career averages first. Okay. Points per game. <clears throat> Four point nine career. Okay, that's better than Carlson. Okay, his high was five point seven. Okay, no, that's he had a six point four. Six point four. Okay, there we go. That's three buckets. Rebounds. Total rebounds, 6.9. That's Not terrible. Good. Assist, 0.9. Blocks, 0.4. Okay. And let's go to tur- let's turnovers. Just, uh, just... Yeah. This is a good radio. 0.8. Okay, so let's check Nick Collison. Okay. Nick Collison. The fact that we're even talking about Jeff Foster... 5.9 career points. More. Rebounds. What's his career high, though? 5.2. Not as more. Not as Career high po- per game, 9.6. Okay, so he was. So he was. I mean, he scored. D- different NBA, though. Different, different NBA. <laughs> scored less big guy than right. action, though. So, right. I mean, yeah. same time. <laughs> Jeff Foss, I mean, Nick Collison averaged a whole point more in his career, is what you Man, mentioned. But, but the rebounds. But the rebounds. Foster was 6.9. Yeah. Which is a great number to end your Feisty career. Foster, baby. Feisty Foster. What about, <laughs> what are you talking about turnovers? Do we get that? Uh, we get the official efficiency rating per thirty-six. Nick Collison averages point one more turnover. No, oh, that's huge. That's so big. You extrapolate that over like twenty years, and that's a shit ton of turnovers. What do you think Jeff Foster's career three-point percentage is? I'm Four. Zero. No way. He did hit. He hit a couple. He did. He did hit a couple. It could be fifteen. One year he had a twenty-nine percent clip. So he what he shot on point one attempts a game. Wow. His career, three point is point thirteen. So, I mean, that's all you got to say right there. I, I stand corrected. Jeff Foster's clearly a better player. Thank you. That's all you got. That's all we got. That was the worst segment we've ever done. All right, that's going to wrap Comparing that up. Nick Coming up next Foster, we'll are trade scenarios. Ooh. I'd like to take a second to tell you about our new friends from TickSplits, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers – that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges. At Tixplix, the price you see and the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to Tixplix.com and enter promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, promo code ARMCHAIR. Tixplix, guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. All right, we are back, and now our official Born Ready to Pod trade deadline special. Dun, 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 dun. We've already done some trades, but now with the trade deadline being less than a week away, we have trades that the Indiana Pacers should consider making before the trade deadline. Are you guys ready? Oh, so ready. Coach Light, are you ready? Couldn't be more ready if I wanted to be. All right, I'll just start it off. Here's my first trade. Pretty simple trade. 
the Pacers and the Houston Rockets make a deal. Oh, shit. The Pacers send Doug McDermott and Kyle O'Quinn to the Houston Rockets in exchange for Eric Gordon. Now, this might be one that I've seen online, but I plugged in the trade machine today, and I just said, okay. So I might be stealing from somebody, but I thought it was a good deal. What do you guys think of that deal? I didn't hear it. I was looking. I was reading my computer like a bad host. One more time. Uh, Doug McDermott. Okay. Kyle O'Quinn. Rockets okay. get the shooting and a big man they need right now. Yeah. Because right now Nene is playing minutes. <laughs> and they get, the Pacers get Eric Gordon. Yeah. I mean, I think he's kind of – how old is Eric Gordon? Uh, so he went to IU and OA. I mean, I could just, I could just look One-year deal. I'm going to guess he is – don't tell me. I'm going to guess he's 29 or 30. Do you guys ever remember that rumor that Eric Gordon's in Space Jam? He's Michael Jordan's son. Have you guys heard that? No. That's something I believed for like 10 years. That was like an actual rumor. Eric Gordon plays Michael Jordan's son in Space Jam 1. I never heard that. Yeah. And then it just wasn't true. I just found out one and I was just completely shocked. For, so anybody out there, How I'm old with is he? you. He's 30 years old right now. Nice. And I don't know what his contract looks like. Uh, I think he's got two more years. I wouldn't hate Eric Gordon. The wing that can shoot pretty decent. I think he's capable of playing D. I don't watch that many Rockets games, admittedly. And then they can flip Tyreek somewhere else. He's one of those guys. He's like a. a he's kind of like Bojan in a way. That's what kind of Eric Gordon reminds me of. I mean, yeah. he's got a way bigger body. He's a little more athletic, of course, but he shoots as you, know, so you want him to shoot. I'd do the deal. 100%. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. All right. Give us one of yours. Okay. So, my first deal, I was going to have the Pacers obtaining um, Tim Hardaway Jr. So, just I threw this deal on the fly. Uh, it's a pretty simple deal, actually. We're sending TJ Leaf to the Denver Nuggets, a team that is looking for power forward help. Uh, they're not liking what they're seeing out of Trey Lyles. So we trade TJ Leaf and we get Malik Beasley. TJ Leaf from Malik Beasley. He's on the Nuggets. Nuggets. Malik Beasley, um, he's a guy that I think is uh, he's a guy that can shoot. Um, he's averaging actually 10.7 points per game in, in his uh, limited action. Uh, but he's been somewhat injured. He's also averaging about two point. He's averaged two point five rebounds and one point two assists. I think he's a team. Uh, he's a player that's going to get stuck behind the Gary Harris's of the world. Um, and I think that TJ Leaf could actually help them a lot, especially in their second unit. Uh, it's an unsexy trade, but a trade I'd love to see. For all the joking we do with Leaf, I mean, I kind of don't want to get rid of him at this point. For that, I get Blake you. Beasley. I mean, I'm just saying he's but played pretty well. He's damn athletic. He's still he's very much alive. He's points a game, though. It's, he's not, true. He's not a slug, and I think he's like 21 years old. So it's not like we're trading TJ Lee for some old guy. That That's the only reason. Yeah. I've watched him play and I actually like him. But It'd be I a trade. definitely understand why you'd want to keep Leaf. For that trade, yes. But, I mean, at the same time, I would. it's not like I'd riot if that trade happened. Right, right, I mean, right, it's right. like, sure. Right. Yeah. I like it. It's, I, it's better than what I came up with because okay. I don't have any. Oh. All right. Next up <laughs> on my list. The Pacers and the Orlando Magic complete a trade. Ooh, I was trying to go with the Magic, so. The Pacers will send Tyreek Evans, Corey Joseph, and Kyle O'Quinn. In exchange, they will take on the contract of Evan Fournier. They'll get Kim Birch, I think that's how you say his first name, and Jonathan Isaac. Oh, I'd do that. Who was a top ten pick. Yes. Hasn't really found his way in Orlando, and Orlando likes to give up on their young guys. I think he was in 2016, he was a top 10 pick. Florida yeah. State, right? So yeah. you. Pastor. Uh, Pastorizing. You, yeah. you give Orlando some cap relief on Fournier's contract. He's got another two years after this at like 17 million, which is not very nice. Mm-hmm. But he's a decent shooting guard. 
And then you get a young prospect in Jonathan Isaac. That's a deal I really like. I do like that Isaac. deal. Who did we give up again? We give, give up Kojo, Tyreek, and Kylo Quinn. I like the deal a lot. All one-year deals that come off the books for the Magic. It makes a lot of sense. And they get rid of a $17 million contract. So, yeah. I, I, no, I like the deal. I was trying to get Terrence Ross, and I couldn't, I couldn't get matched up with him. I think he's making like 10 mil. He's expiring deal. So, uh, yeah, I like that trade a lot, Chris. Um, yeah. And but, uh, Isaac's famously known for being a pastor. I should yeah. say this. And uh, all of his teammates didn't show up to his uh, first sermon. There's the famous note about Jonathan Isaac. Wow. Him and so he needs some good, he needs some strong teammates around him. Oladipo can be in his court, like his choir. Works out perfectly. Yeah. Work okay, so I tried to go a different way um, with the other two. So I, there's two ways you can look at this. We talked about playoff route A, where you're getting to the playoffs, right? And you're, competing. And you're competing. You're yeah. going for it, okay? Or you can go a different direction. So for the first one, I know this is going to piss a lot of people off, including you two, but this one we're trading Bogdanovich. So this Get is out. a... Get I, out. I know. I'll hear Get you. Out. I'm willing to listen. So this, this is a... This is probably... Not going in the way of tanking, but going in the way of trying to go for a lottery ticket. So we're trading Bojan Bogdanovich to the 76ers. 76ers desperately need three-point shooters to space the floors. Just desperate. Yeah. Um, and in return, we are going to... Take on Zaire Smith, young guy. Uh, he, hasn't hasn't played. he hasn't played, but a lot of potential. And Markel Fultz. And here's why. Here's why. I don't love Fultz. And I, I've, I've kind of stated this with you guys. I don't know if I've said it on the air. But Fultz is a guy, if it's an injury problem, he can get better, right? If it's an injury problem, <laughs> yes. he can get better. If it's a mental problem, he's not ever going to get over it in Philadelphia. Send him our way. Uh, we've specialized in head cases before, guys like Lance. We've helped you know Victor overcome some of the mental things he's had to overcome to be that top talent. So give me Fultz, give me Zaire Smith, two guards that can that can play. If we fix Fultz, we potentially have an All Star. I mean, I I get that Fultz yeah. was the number it's one risky. overall pick. It's very risky. It's very risky. But at this point, this this is a couple days later. Let's assume we've only won one of the next five games or so, and we're like, you know what? We all love Bogdanovich. We don't want to get rid of Bogdanovich, but really, if we're not going to re-sign him next year, take a shot on Fultz and Zaire Smith. Let's see if we can fix Fultz. If we can, it's huge for us. We want Bogey back. We he want seems back, like a guy that would I re-sign. love Bogey. Any, he seems like a guy that would re-sign. Any guy that the Pacers aren't planning on re-signing, they need to get rid of it the deadline. Yeah. Yes, that's well, what we've been preaching. Bogdanovich is like the he's like the diamond in the rough we found. Like everyone had given up on this guy. He comes here, resurgence his career. He's a starting guy. But we did give him ten million dollars a year. I, I mean, it's I not like he came over here. But that's good value, I think. I mm-hmm. mean, I think he's worth that easily. And I think he's a guy that I think we would want to resign because it's kind of like our pride. We found this guy. He became this good player here. Like out of I, all the one year deals the Pacers have expiring, he's the guy that him and Thad. And to give him up for a guy that has never played, well, granted, played. I'm talking about Smith, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. and a guy that's played and has got so many problems, head injury, we don't know. Right. If you're not it's playing a huge risk. keeping bogey, then I like it. Yeah, I think it's a course. complete, it's a complete risk, and we love Bogdanovich probably more than anybody else. Hit the damn music. We're all about it. 
It's just to me, Fultz is a guy you're not going to, we're realistic. We, we don't think the Pacers are going to be in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. You know, if yeah. we're going to have to have, we're going to have to take a homegrown guy and make him into the all-star. And even then, typically, like Paul George ripped our hearts out. Now we have Victor now, so we're fine. But I'm saying you get Fultz, try to fix him. You get three years to try to fix this guy who is obviously a top talent and is what it is. That's be, the risk to me. It'd be a good deadline move just because you'd get Markel and hopefully and let him play like the last 20, 30 games of the year. Hopefully. Yeah, and I, th- I think a lot of it's mental, man. It's got to really be. Do. He would I play really right do. now if he was on another team. You think yeah, so? I yeah. think so. I think so. Maybe. That's why I think it's worth the risk, but obviously giving up. Do you think they're going to move Fultz to the deadline? There hasn't think, been much talk about it. I mean, all these other guys well, are taking up the media space. They said before that they, they'd be willing to move It's Fultz. hard to value him yeah. because he's exactly. the number one pick. You don't want to give it up on him that quick. You don't want to give up. You don't want to be stuck with Anthony And Bennett. another <laughs> team doesn't want to give up too much. So yeah. I, I think uh, Bogey. That's a realistic deal that I could see happening. Yeah, and Bogey, I'm telling you right now, if Bogey would be, if he was in the 76ers lineup, you put him with Embiid, you put him with Simmons and Butler. Holy shit! I mean, he's going to have so many wide open shots. That that that's a huge gift for the Philadelphia 76ers. A team you put Bogey in there, and I I swear to God, I think they could represent the East in the finals over. Toronto. I think he's having that him good. and JJ Reddick. That's a good. That's a that's I'm a trade saying. that the 76ers fan right now would be probably telling you, hell yeah, let's go all in. Well, let's do it. I think it would work for both teams. Now, I hate great, it. great trade, great Sorry. trade. Thank all right, you. here's my final one: three way deal between the Indiana Pacers, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Oh, we get Davis. Gordon. I Jones. have. <laughs> I have the Suns receiving Anthony Davis and Doug McDermott. Oh, that's a shame. Suns get Anthony Davis? Suns get Anthony Davis and Doug McDermott. Wow. The Pacers get TJ Warren and Etwan Moore. Perfect. So they take the Etwan Moore contract. Okay. Pelicans in return. Now, this might be a lot, but it worked out, so I did it. <laughs> Pelicans will receive Josh Jackson, DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> Mikel Bridges, <Whoa>. Tyreek <laughs> Evans, and a lottery-protected first-round pick. That makes sense. I mean, Anthony Davis from, would warn Actually, I would say a top three protected pick from the Phoenix Suns. And then also a Pacers second-round pick. And we get Etwan Moore and TJ Warren. Yes. So the now, Pacers for us, can, for the Pacers, it's a solid move. Yeah, solid move for the us. The Suns, they're not going to be anything with the – I mean, Aiton's going to be a stud. But you have a chance – now, I'm not saying Anthony Davis is going to stay out there, but you pair him with Devin Booker for a year or so, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, you might convince another guy to go there in free agency in the summer. I don't know. Maybe. I, Maybe you can convince him to stay. I don't, I don't hate the deal by any means. I like the deal for the Pacers. Um, but if I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. If, I, if I'm running the, the Suns, I'm adamant that I'm not receiving McDermott. I'm receiving probably Kojo, a guy that's similar yeah. in salary. And now I get a point guard. Now Booker can play as natural too. And now you're cooking with some fire. Um, and probably I would try to get Collison, and obviously they'd have to shed something back to the Pacers. But um, And I'd be all too happy to do that deal. I know for, part of the thing for us is getting rid of McDermott's contract, which we knew was kind of rough when he signed it. But is what it is. I like that, Chris. I he like is not panned out. It's good about it from a Phoenix GM perspective. There's no way you would you would think without being somewhat delusional that he would just free – if you did that trade, you're gonna he's going to resign. Yeah, you're taking he's going a big, from he's you, going from a, he's going to a worse team. You're taking a big risk. A huge but, risk. I mean, they've been what they've been basement dwellers. For Who's the second best player in that six trade or seven movie? years? The 
second best player. Josh Jackson. It could be TJ Warren just from a specific playing now and not potentially. Yeah, that contract's a little rough. Yeah. I think. He's got he makes ten million a year, so I don't think it's rough. Oh, it's at not all. that bad. It's he's not the, a, he's a guy that's increased his scoring every okay. year. Like just he's he's from NC State. Just throwing out facts. I know Pelicans. About I feel like get a good haul in that deal. They definitely do. I think for the Pelicans, that's that's good. But I don't think the Suns would do it because I don't think they're that naive. That yeah, makes sense. I think but you got to take a risk. Fudge and naive. They are, but I mean, you see a guy in New Orleans unhappy with not being a contender. What from the Phoenix Suns? What what makes you think he's going to be happy here? Yeah, that's fair. It's warmer there. <laughs> Uh, it's close to LA. He could go visit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good trade, definitely. I like it. All right, okay, last one. So uh, this is a trade I've been, I've really, I've been preaching Tobias Harris. So the last trade, hear it. last trade was things aren't going so well. Let's pick up Fultz and let's see if we can fix him. So it's so like project. This is going the other way. This is okay. We like our team. Now we need another player. Okay, so Pacers. Would be trading away. First off, a first round pick. The first round, their first round pick this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tyreek Evans, Kojo, and TJ Leaf. Okay, Tyreek Evans, Kojo, TJ Leaf, and first round and pick. First this round year. pick. In return, you get Tobias Harris, who you're trying to lure into staying next year. You also now. That in and of itself, I don't think the Clippers would do. I don't think that they would do that. So, I've decided to take on the contract of Avery Bradley, which is not great. Two years, 12 mil. So, you're pretty much tying up free agency by getting Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley. Even though Bradley can play a little bit. He plays hard defense. Yeah, he plays hard defense. And then, uh, uh, Cinderius Thornwell, uh, just, a, just a guy, but he's still on a two-year deal. That would, that would give the Clippers... All kinds of cap space. That would be 19 mil coming off the books next year. Go get Kawhi Leonard. Go get you can get two. That would give them yeah. enough space to get two. And I would be all too happy next year going into the season. Now in this situation we'd keep Bogey. Okay, so we would have I guess point guard. I guess Collison. We'll just say Collison. Collison Bogey. Tobias Harris. Um, Thad Young, Miles Turner with Sabonis off the bench. That's a pretty solid six. That's good, yeah. I like that. From a just future perspective for the Pacers, that's probably the best trade I've heard. I mean, you're getting Tobias Harris. Yeah. And you're trying to – obviously, you're trying to woo him. You're, we're not giving up uh, anything I think anybody would really cry about. I, I like Corey Joseph. We'd all say – Piddle fart with Tyreek, get him out, that's fine. TJ Leaf's playing better, so the Clippers would have TJ Leaf kind of as their prospect and the first round pick, which you can look at one or two ways to pay. That first round pick's going to get better and better as the season goes on. You can either get an OG and an OB, or you can get a TJ Leaf with that pick. So it's just on them. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? I like it. Not much to say. I like it. Hawk said, good deal. Yep. I liked all those trades. You guys came with the heat today. I like that. I, yeah, dude, if you don't think I sat there for hours. Just I, I know. You sent us a lot of pictures. I love, I love when I get them, but I just can't get into it as much as you guys can. Yeah, well, machine. and that's like every time I send one, I'm like, and as I really Hawk was saying, it's time to update the machine. Yeah. <laughs> well, and every time I send a trade, I'm just like, I know they're so pissed. and they're just, They just know they're getting another trade for me. Yeah. You're just waiting on the next trade. But it's, no, I, it's I like good. them. It's all good. It's, it's thought-provoking. It, it lets me think about other things other than us losing every game we play, so I like it. And I think we are in agreement 
next episode we record has to be after the trade deadline, so that's next Thursday. Yeah, to break down the Tobias yep, Harris trade. I agree. So, so you got your listeners are in for a treat. Yeah. Yep. All right, that's going to wrap that segment up. Coming up, our last segment, you all know it, around the association. Prepare to turn your uh, volume down for a few seconds. Presented by Bone Energy Pod Podcast. Alright. That was pretty good. And we're back. I gotta mix say, it up. Did you work on that? No, Honestly. I don't. They always just come to my mind. I do want to say, Hawk, I would really like you to bring that same fire that you've been bringing in the chats lately. To it's going to be hard because what, those those things just randomly hit me. Just fits of anger just randomly come in waves at me. Yeah. When I see something that pissed me off and then I just go... I just go maniac for a second. I lose all thought. I want, all it, I want, it, I want it to return. It's so. called bipolar right. disorder. Okay, well, that's a, <laughs> it's clearly what I have. First up, <clears throat> Anthony Davis, the guy everyone loves to talk about. Agent Rich Paul has informed the Pelicans he wants out. No way. Of New Orleans. The Cajun food and the hurricanes on Bourbon Street are too much for Davis. Obviously, Rich Paul is LeBron's agent as well. It just really pisses me off to see how much the media is coming in their pants trying to get Davis to the Lakers. I mean, this guy just thinks he has complete and utter control like with the media, and the media just literally just sits there and waits for every ounce of cum to come out of his penis, and they just slurp it up. I mean, they love it. It's amazing. I mean, this guy openly drinks on the sideline. He's just sitting there with like a flask, basically, getting drunk. He's forcing his alcohol down his kid's throat, so this guy should be arrested. I freaking hate LeBron James. I mean, just the amount of media garbage and vomit that it's just I'm consuming every day is just absolutely pissing me off, and I can't stake it anymore. The guy hasn't even played, and he wants Luke Walton out. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, you guys were like the four or five seed when you guys were everyone was healthy playing good, and now that you can't be healthy to play, you're going to tell your camp that you want this guy out, which, hey, dumbass, everyone knows that you and your camp aren't like this separate entity. You guys are the same damn people. So if your camp wants it, you obviously want it too. People are not that fucking stupid. So I, I just this. hate LeBron. I love this. Right, so that's all I got on LeBron right no, now. No, I, I completely agree. They're a top. They were a top four or five seed when the he guy needs to be arrested. Like that's he, basically my point. He he's got to be able to play by now. I feel like he's, he's just, just he's just chilling. He's he wants out. Luke Wall now. He wants the Luke Wall now, and he wants the young guys to play to so he can try games. to get Anthony Davis. Yeah, he wants the trade. Oh my god, does this guy even care about like basketball anymore? I don't think he does. I mean, I feel like I used to like watching LeBron play, and I still remove everything from the side. The guy's dominant. He's fun to watch. I will say that. But everything else is the most annoying thing ever created for any kind of sports narrative. And it just never stops. Like, quit. Quit. That's all I got to say. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Pacers are not off to a good start right now. Okay. Well. Whoops. Apparently, Dell Dimps is just not answering his phone, apparently. Which has since been another report came out and said that there's like five offers on the table and he's weighing. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. Anthony Davis is basically up for grabs for anyone at this point. Dell Dumps, yeah, I mean, he's just got to be so confused on what to do. So, poor guy. Thoughts on Anthony Davis? Uh, I saw this guy on Twitter that said that, uh, I forget what it was, but he said something to the effect that if any young player who's represented by Rich Paul in the future, they should hold out or something with the, due to what Dell Dumps is currently doing to Anthony Davis. 
So if a young player that is currently represented represented by Rich Paul is on the Pelicans, they should hold out or try to request a trade when they're on the Pelicans, just in exchange for how he's currently treating Anthony Davis. <laughs> how funny is that? That's a, that's that's the worst. Ta- that's a Skip Bayless take right there. It's it's really annoying because um, as a small market team, I can just see this. This has happened to us. And I can see it happening again. You're not then, going to. You're going to do what's best for your team. I yep, don't care who. Every time. I don't care if you have Michael Jordan on your team. You're going to do what's best for your team. Mm-hmm. You're going to find the best deal out there. You don't care what the player wants. They are in a contract. I understand they want to leave. If they want to leave in free agency, that's completely fine. But you told us you want to dealt. So we're going to make the best move for our organization. So if that means shipping him to the Phoenix Suns, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I'd, and I, I would I would ignore trade phone calls from the Lakers because honestly, who wants Lonzo and Ingram? Who wants them? I, I, don't, don't. I don't. I don't. I, just, I don't. I don't want them. I'd rather have Lavar if we're being honest. I know. He's more entertaining. And how much is Lavar Ball shitting in his pants right now? That Dude, family. Look, he is on Guantanamo Bay. I'm swear Lebron's got him hiding somewhere. The fact that I haven't heard quiet. anything out of Lavar. And right now, that's, there's a gun to his head right now. There, if you speak, you're dead. And LeBron James. If he so. goes to the Pelicans, Lavar's coming back out. Yeah, full. I can't wait. That'll be the best part of everything. If Lonzo gets traded. Pacers down nine, nothing early. Drew Holiday says that the only reason he signed his contract, 90% of it, was because of Anthony Davis. When in reality, I mean, these, the Pelicans were the only team that could pay him that money. With he got his, paid good money. He did. He makes like 25 a year. Like the Pelicans in their situation had – no one else could have paid him that amount, basically. Yeah. I think the NCAA should let him transfer if he wants to. <laughs> the NCAA should get involved? <laughs> I mean, I get, I, I get it. I don't feel sorry for him because he's making 25 a year, but I'd take him on the Pacers. Get, Absolutely. Get the Holiday Brothers Holiday's together. Dog. Listen, I, I was looking up the Pacers score when you guys were talking about Anthony Davis. They're down 9 So just – yeah, down I know. Let's just rewind for a second. I tried like hell to find a deal it's hard. To, to send him to Sacramento. <laughs> I thought the Pelicans should send him to Sacramento. I'd love that. I got a bet just, on the line here. Just, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that. that. <laughs> but it was like, it was a bunch of just shit like Buddy Heald getting Buddy Heald back. You know, yeah. just just nasty, ugly shit. But uh, <laughs> I think send his ass to the Suns. I agree with Chris. Why are we trying to make this guy's life easier? I mean, what's We're he not. done for you? He can't even get you guys to the playoffs. Yeah, people are saying play. everything he's done for the organization. He's been out of the first round. He made it to the second round one time. Like, yeah, he's a good player. He's got he, a unibrow. Cool. He's injury prone. Uh, he's a good regular season guy, but he hasn't. He should easily buy himself if he's as great as people think he is. Win 45 to 50 games every year. Would you rather, for the Pacers, would you rather have Mr. Holiday? Drew? Drew Holiday. Or Mike Conley Jr. for the next two years? Drew? Holiday. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Cool. I think it's close, but I think it's definitely Drew. Just water. Just a little throw. Are you in agreement? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Next up, we got Luka Doncic. We've talked about it a little bit. He seems to be uh, the topic of a lot of discussion. Hopefully he doesn't become the next LeBron James. I don't want to hate him. Um... First teen in the NBA with a 30-point triple-double, 35-12-10. and 10. Wasn't enough to beat the Raptors, unfortunately. Uh, the previous hold of the record was LeBron James at 20 years and 100 days. This guy's a teenager, 35-12-10. and 10. What do we think? I mean, I think we can all agree he should have been the first pick in the draft. Probably. Great. I mean, Aiton's having a good year. Pacers scored. Thank God. Uh, we got to quit talking about it. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, he's very good. The and, donk, man. You know, putting him together now with Porzingis for the future, like we've said, it's going to be a very good future for the Mavericks. 
Uh, they've been in the bottom cellar for a few years, ever since they won the championship. And, you know, they got their two four, white foreign guys, and they're set up. I really like Donkey. Donkey. <laughs> donkey. Um, I don't have much to say. Should we take this time to to clarify what Dan Dawkins was saying earlier? Yeah. I hated Christoph's Brzingis. Listen. Dan Dawkins has maybe seen Kristaps play like four or five times. This guy is 7'3 and can shoot, and he does everything pretty well. But, I mean, he's just he's 7'3 and he can shoot. I mean, what, what are we talking about, Dan? Yeah, if, he, if, if, he's saying, <laughs> if he's not like the franchise player that you know Dan Dawkins was saying he's not, he's still a very good NBA player to have as your second guy. Absolutely. So, uh, pretty much I just don't ever understand. Dockage will say that he said something, and when he's right every once in out of 100 times, he just takes it to a ridiculous level. And he's not even really right about this, I don't feel like. What do you think, Jake? No, he's not He's not right. Um, the, he even admitted it himself. Well, okay, the Knicks had to take Chris Thompson. Yeah, they had to take Chris Thompson. There was nobody left in that draft. Miles Turner? I mean, okay. Would you have Chris Thompson or Miles Turner? I'm just saying. No, no, no really. I'm being, honest. I'm being honest. Who would you rather have? I don't, I don't want to get into that. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So basically what I'm, what I'm saying right now is I think Dockich is right in one sense just because he, he said that they would be picking in you know the, the lower bowl – uh, in terms of picks, that's two driving layups for Bojan Bojanovic, by the way. I'm just watching this little game cast here. But um, at the same time, he's obviously clearly the best player in that deal. I mean, you'd have to be an idiot to say he's not good at basketball. Like, yeah. Or so, Dan Dockage. Or Yeah, both. or you just, you just got to be Dan Dockage, apparently. <laughs> so. All right, we'll move on from that. There's been a couple other names that have come out and requested his trades as well. They're not as talked about because these players aren't as good, but – Marquise Chris and Thon Maker have requested trades as well, which is hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the damn music! All right, let's focus on around the association. Okay, yeah. So those two guys, would you would you would you take Marquise Chris or Thon Maker on your? On I've your always basis? loved Marquise Chris, but um, I would rather have Thon Maker just because I vividly remember like three or four years ago watching that seven footer. Play point guard. Now he's probably forty two at that yeah, time. Yeah, I was gonna say he's gotta he's be probably, one of these other guys. He's thirty six. Yeah, he's thirty six, thirty seven. But I remember when somebody tried to say he was twenty eight and he was trying to play off eight. There there needs to be just, some type of thing in NBA contracts where uh, you have to have some certain level of production in your career before you're allowed to request a trade. <laughs> Those two guys have no room to talk. I mean they're very close to playing overseas in a couple yeah. of seasons. Okay. Well there you go. And then uh Kawhi Leonard, he bought a $13.3 million house in San Diego. That's the end of my Around the Association stuff. So he, what do you guys think? He went to college in San Diego. Yeah, I know. That's why. It's not a big deal, but people were talking about it. People do we may, think it influences Dude, if I had the money, I would 100% be in San Diego, my favorite place in the world. In buy a house? Oh, my God, yeah. If I was rich, I mean, it's, okay, it's going to be between 68 and 72 with a lot of sun. Sounds pretty bad, you know. uh, know, It's pretty close to the old court. It's a non-story for the most part. I think. I think. I think most of those guys, they probably have houses in L.A., Florida, Texas, whatever. But nowadays, nowadays, if you buy a house anywhere near, like you could buy a house in, like Vegas or somewhere, and that since that's close to L.A. Yeah, they would say you're Lakers, going to Lakers because that's all part of the media like conspiracy theory. And we got to get everyone here. And any time, any time that. Like, a, like Porzingis, I figured today when he said he wanted to trade, I figured the first thing that would come out was he's going to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Anytime that happens, they automatically assume that the Lakers are going to get him. Well, the Lakers have to make a trade for somebody. Yeah. Or they have to sign somebody. They got LeBron, congratulations. But 
I just hate that narrative that they're going to the Lakers no matter what. It really pisses me off. Well, I mean, Magic Johnson, he's he's done a lot of miraculous things. He's beat AIDS, apparently. I mean, he's played <laughs> basketball well, but maybe... Hey, uh, this is weird. Yeah, go ahead. Just, no one wants to pay too much. Yeah, people have a lot of issues, but we're changing all that. That's why we build a faster process with honest conversation and a better price guarantee. And don't forget, with our live market price, never pay too much. Ever. You know they're paying. All right, you okay. <laughs> that was our commercial. Let me, let, me go play let me go back for a second. Sorry. Um, they are paying too this much. Is, this is Netflix here, so I'm going completely off around the association. Good. Have you guys seen, and speaking of AIDS, that's what really brought me this. Let me get comfortable here. The, uh, have you seen the Gianni Versace the the murder of Gianni the one that was like on TBS the limited series yeah I have not seen it I've heard about it Delight. I saw it it's, won, it's won a Golden Globe or something it's delightful um, I'm watching it right now and it's uh, on Netflix yeah but he had the he had the AIDS and then they gave him some pills and all of a sudden he got better but that just him and uh, they did a thing with him and Magic Johnson apparently on Oprah forever ago so I just made is it there, isn't wow. he from like Memphis or like Wisconsin isn't Versace like you have on a Versace you think this guy's straight out of Italy or something his family was from Italy okay I'm that, pretty sure he was like born in like Madison Wisconsin or right. something it's just I, hilarious I'm not sure I know he spent a lot of time in San Francisco there you go I mean that's okay. if you like men that's where you go and you're also a man that's <laughs> right. not that's fact so before, well, we, before we close the show well, I got two things I want to go over First off is talking about the Super Bowl, and the second off is a listener call-in message we got. And we got to record a commercial still, don't forget. Do you want the message uh, before or after the Super Bowl? Before. Before. All right. Because I don't care about the Super Bowl. Fellas, Rob from Indy. There's There's a clear winner here. It's Andy Moore Chevrolet. A lot of positivity in that ad. The, the female host on there, she really brings it. you got to love the football puns, folks. They're, really, they're not the easy ones. I mean, okay, maybe they are the exact stereotypical ones with the luck and stuff like that. But then you got the, the, the backup guy coming in with the, you'll find your Chevrolet in stock on our lot. Got weird upper teeth, but that, he just he's probably 5'2", but he adds a lot into the mix. I feel like if I went to Andy Moore Chevrolet, they take good care of me. I don't work there. This is a shameless promo for the promo. Solid ad. Keep it going, fellas. So thanks to Rob for that message. Uh, big Andy Moore guy, apparently. Uh, we asked some people to call in about their favorite Pacers commercials, and he was the only guy. <laughs> uh, I, 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 great commercial, by the way. I'm just glad to see Rob is okay. Yeah, he was one he of those that left a depressing message. He wanted us to make it stop. Stay out of his garage. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad cheap. Rob's okay. I look forward to his messages. I always love them. Yeah. So, All right. Next on the list, and then we're going to wrap it up. Super Bowl's coming up this week. I could care less. I don't even know if I'll watch. I'll maybe watch bits and pieces. I don't really I'm care. I'm going to a party, and I'm, I'm going to try to get drunk, so I don't have to watch. Uh, I almost said the Saints. <laughs> uh, Rams against the Patriots. Who you got? I don't want to spend too much time because I don't care. It's like I'm going I, with every the time Rams. I think about it, I just can't see like the Patriots not winning. I think yeah. Goff's going to struggle. He's going to have an Andrew Luck like performance in the playoffs. He's not. He might not throw a complete shit. Whoa, whoa, shift. what are we doing all of a sudden? Like, whoa, everything was <laughs> he, going he, good. Listen, he might what not have a complete shit for the first quarter. Might not get his team a first down in the first half. But I still think the Rams are the more talented roster. 
Yeah, but that, that never stops the Patriots. I'm I know. I, I can't not pick the Patriots. We talked about this like when I was like, negative bit, I, I'm pretty sure I've picked the Patriots from the beginning to be in the Super Bowl. Other than when I went on the Colts, we're going to make it for a while. I won't bring this up. Kevin Bowen, I'm pretty sure on our Colts preview episode, he picked the Packers and the Jaguars in the Super Bowl. No way. Did he yes, really? I'd have to go back. But I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Was is he the one that would just wouldn't give us an answer, and then he finally did? Or was no, that, that was Agnes. Agnes. Yeah, that was Agnes. That was yeah. Agnes Thomas. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't had Agnes on for a segment. Like God, I said, I miss him. I know. Been busy, busy yeah. lives. These guys are so busy during the. Who we got for halftime? We got Marin Five. Anybody else? Isn't it like Migos or something? I think they're bringing in some Atlanta rappers. Yeah. I, I know there is listen, a there's like a WWE event halftime that you can switch to. I might I might just go to that. Listen, I had this theory. This is what the NFL should have done. They should have really went out. They should have got Nickelback. Uh, hear me out here. They should have gone with Imagine Nickelback, Dragons. Imagine Dragons, and Florida Georgia Line. Oh wow. God! I would get, listen, Nickelback's the best you would, band. Though. You would have just listen. Said. You would have watched it. You hype it up as the worst halftime show of all time. <laughs> You would get millions of views. I'm serious. That's not Who a bad idea. Watch it. And Fergie. Fergie. Yeah, and her, the her London Bridge was falling down. Could you imagine that? And then that girl that just said, call Keith? me maybe comes out and yeah. close it down. Yeah. Let's be honest. Maybe though. Keith Irvin maybe, from the top row. Any Super Bowl performance or NBA performance, it's always cringeworthy. Oh, it's God. never easy to watch. The it worst sucks. is the Thanksgiving ones. Where they I thought Prince court. was good that one time, though. Oh, the Prince was and, good. Uh, the Tom Petty one was awesome. If you go back and watch I'm the thinking, Rolling I'm Stones thinking one. more like pop and hip-hop. Black those Eyed Peas. Yeah. Katy Perry had those sharks that were crazy. <laughs> I remember that one. And then, I think at the national football game, the college football game, wasn't Lil Wayne out there? Yes, him <laughs> and, and like, Dragons. They, people were saying he looked like the Hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit was fun. There's gonna oh. be some good internet entertainment. Least, if you yeah. really could pick, uh, like, just we'll just do two, two guests, two halftime performers. Who would you pick? Like, ideally, Ooh, of all time. Well, you could pick whoever. Yeah, they could oh, be dead. Wow. Like the two most ideal ones. Right now, my favorite band, Twenty One Pilots. I'm going with them, and I'm going with T Pain. <laughs> Damn, T Pain's an awesome one. I kind of like T Pain with Akon, but that wasn't going to be mine, so I'm not going to say You got to go a rock group with a. Yeah, yeah. Rapper. I'm going to pick Black Eyed, but no, not Black Eyed Peas. The Black Keys, because I've always liked oh. the Black Keys. And I'm going to have them paired with J. Cole, because I think J. Cole's one of the best. I really How like random the, would that be? I like <laughs> very random. <laughs> J. Cole and the Black Keys. Go I ahead. really like. I really like those picks. I think I'd go Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think he would be Electric City. And then I think I would want to throw in just somebody that's the exact opposite of him. I don't know. Like an Eminem? Well, maybe not that. You know what? That's a good pick. That's exactly I think I'd like that. Michael I Jackson and Eminem. Michael out. Jackson, Eminem. Macaulay Culkin. Uh, and I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I think because I think Eminem could slow it down, and I think Michael Jackson could speed it up. Maybe not so much rap, but I think they could play off each other. Wow! Now you get you got to pick two teams that are playing two of all time. Uh, Detroit Lions versus the Cleveland Browns in the Super Bowl. I'm taking. I think it was the 07 Colts. He's talking about all time teams. I'm talking two all time teams are playing. Oh, oh, oh all time teams. Okay, that I was just fuck. They're freaking around. Sorry. <laughs> We'll see that if we're out there again for the kids. <laughs> they didn't get on to me last time. I'm taking the 07 Colts. Or it might have been 04. The team that uh, was Nick Steelers. Harper, they lost the Steelers. Yeah. The Vanderjot Field. Yeah, field. It was 05. I'm taking that team in the Super Bowl. Wow. Okay. And I'm taking they're going to play the Bears that they beat the, the year after. So, I mean, we're going to beat the Bears again because that would be an easy win. 
Those are my two teams playing, and my halftime show is J. Cole and the Black Keys. I don't have an option about anybody but the Patriots. Easy. Easy out there. Well, like, because I don't want to think about it. No, all-time teams, I think I'd like to see... I want to see the Dan Marino when he was a rookie, the one Super Bowl he got. I'd like to see that team. Dan Marino won a Super Bowl? No, no, no the one Super Bowl he got to. Okay. He only got the one okay. Super Bowl. He okay. definitely did not win it. That's he got to well chronicled. I want to see that team, uh, and I want them to play. I think I'd like to see them play the Steve Young, the first Steve Young Super Bowl team where he had the monkey off the back playing yeah. the Chargers. I think I'd like to see them just also, because I really like Dan Marino. I'll and throw on my Steve hat in the matchup. I also like to win, see uh, and I like Teal. New York Giants, Patriots, Super Bowl. I mean, Teal <laughs> just to run it back. back. Just to run it back. Both great matchups. Came down to the wire. One great Super Bowl. Oh, no. I have it. I know, I know who right, I Here want. it is. I know who I want. I want to see the Oakland Raiders team that got screwed over on the Tom Brady Tuck rule. Yeah. And I want them to play the Saints from this year. What about all time screwball? <laughs> Damn, all time screwball. Oh my god. The screwball. That's how you can market it. Too. I, I, the yeah, this the scruple. The scruple. What about the winless Lions team from a few years ago? Yes. And then what about the winless Browns team? How about that? I would really, I would really, I really truly think the I don't Lions think you would could win. pick a winner. I, yeah, I truly, like it truly would be rough. But yeah. no, well, I had to overcome because I said Terrell Owens won a Super Bowl and that completely was like two years before he was drafted. So I had to come up with something good. So yep, there you Whoopsies. go. I think those are those would be some compelling matchups. What about NBA? Oh. Two NBA Finals teams to go seven games. Yeah. Wow. I'm 100% the team. The Pacers team, the Malice of the Palace. That, yeah, that, that team. team. In. Yeah. And uh, I go against the Spurs that year just because that just was give me, finals. I mean, I'm just going to take Warriors Bulls. 92, and then let's give the 18 Warriors. Let's just give the people what they want. No, wait a second. We're, we're screwing this all up. We're screwing this up. I want the LeBron, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love team. And I know that they're in the same. I know they're in the same conference. Doesn't matter. This is hypothetical. I want the best MJ Bulls team possible. And I want LeBron and MJ to go at it for no other reason than to just shut up all the MJ. That would be great. Just, just give me one game. I don't need all seven. Just give me one game. I'll take seven. Give me twelve minutes. Just, just so we don't have to hear this debate ever again. I'd love that. We just went really off topic. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. Is that all we got? That's all we got. All right, that's gonna wrap up this episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. We will be back next week to break down the NBA trade deadline and hopefully some Patriots wins. We'll see you guys then.